Over the past week, Blackfella arts and culture practitioners have gathered on Ghana Yoda in Adelaide for Purampa. It's part of the 50th anniversary of the establishment of Australia Council's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Arts Board. I was invited by the council to attend as the sector came together, took stock of the last five decades and considered what comes next, particularly as the government prepares to release a national cultural policy. One that Minister for the Arts, Tony Burke, says will reorder the five pillars of cultural policy to put First Nations storytelling first. Minister Burke told Parampa attendees on Monday he wants the new policy to be a response to an invitation put forth in the Uluru Statement of the Heart. One that reads, We invite you to walk with us in a movement of the Australian people for a better future. Francesca Cabillo is the Executive Director of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Arts at Australia Council. I sat down with her to find out what she sees as the priorities of First Nations arts and culture. Purumpo, of course, is uh, this wonderful Ghana word that means to blossom and it is a word that really encapsulates what our arts and culture does for First Nations people. Um, For us as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, we are many nations on this continent, but we all have this remarkable inheritance, which is our people, our ancestors have created the land. They've taught us this rich, rich knowledge about country, about spirituality, about engaging, you know, through social justice and caring for country. And, and of course, with this rich, rich, remarkable visual arts, as well as song and dance and ceremony. And so something has been occurring way beyond the 50 years. But, you know, in 1973, a lot of our um, elders who have passed on now um, really lobbied government. Now, keep in mind, we're thinking post the 1967 referendum, right? We're only now just got got counted on, on the census. And what that meant was we had some degree of visibility Um, within the nation. And so 1967 happens after some 35 years at least of campaigning and protests and educating, right? So 67 comes from this remarkable thought leadership, First Nation-led men and women. So things changed in 1967. And, of course, we then had a government who was very supportive of First Nation people, Prime Minister Gough Whitlam. He was his uh, vision to form an Australian Council for the Arts. He, in fact, realised that you cannot celebrate, uh, elevate First Nations arts and culture unless it is being led by First Nation peoples. So at the very heart of the Australia Council when it was formed in 1973 were Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders and leaders. And so we want to honour that that moment. We want to also honour the investment that has occurred, um, financial as well as, you know, strategic investment of time and energy and thought leadership. Because not only in 1973 did you have First Nation people making decisions about 
where funding should go and what projects should be supported and even commissioning bodies of work, right? So they were making those calls and at council we've had thought leadership and First Nation-led decision-making across five decades, right? And so in that regard, five decades of First Nation people, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people saying support, investment, commissioning, innovation looks like this. So everybody's been busy doing this remarkable work in our communities. For us at council, it was like, so now's the time that we, we stop and we reflect after 50 years and we honour all that has gone before and we celebrate that. But we also take this moment in time and I think it is a very momentous point in time for us as a nation and we take this moment to think about what might another 50 years of strategic investment look like and so this is where Purumpa is. What do you see as the priorities of First Nations arts and culture at this stage? Look there there are many many priorities and I really believe that they are wanting to be heard in the very first instance. So it, it's very much an opportunity as part of this gathering for people to come together and actually see each other and hear from each other and, and learn about what's been taking place. Now, in that regard, I too have made sure that, that um, the Australia Council is also listening. And in that regard, we have two major things on the horizon federally. And so, you know, we have a uh, national cultural plan being developed by um, the government of the day. The uh, Minister for the Arts, of course, Tony Burke, um, spoke to his uh, focus on elevating um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as part of the National Cultural Plan. So that's a huge, huge focus on the horizon for all First Nation people. And equally, we have, you know, our First Nations first female minister in charge of um, Indigenous Affairs, Minister Burney, who, who is really committed to uh, ensuring we get a voice to Parliament, or at least in the very first instance, that we have a referendum. And in that regard, these are, you know, a referendum so that First Nation people are a part of the Australian constitution. That is a huge, uh, I guess, priority on the horizon for us as First Nation people. And, you know, we, we all need the opportunity to hear, to discuss, to explore, to challenge. Um, you know, what does this mean? And, um, you know, we're not all going to agree and, you know, head down the same path. Um, but we all must have the opportunity to to understand what it's about and also to share our thoughts um, and our aspirations. And what we also have with the federal government is the development for the first time of a First Nations foreign policy so where principles of First Nation people's engagement um, with each other and our engagement with our neighbours is now 
being recognised as an important mechanism for good relationships based on integrity and respect and, and deep listening. And so uh, we also have this government saying we are very interested in developing a First Nations foreign policy. We will have, for the first time ever, a First Nation um, ambassador. <laughs> and um, I guess for First Nation people attending our event, they will be the things that have been circulating their communities around their kitchen tables. And so, you know, um, I think Purumpa provides an opportunity to bring those conversations to a national conversation, to really um, hear from each other and learn from each other. I think perhaps people would be a little surprised at the way that this conference has made space for conversations that are about everything from repatriation to literature to legacies to the Uluru Statement of the Heart. Yeah. And um, and when we look at the when we look at the legacy of this conference, it makes a lot of sense. The fact that it was coming from coming off the back of um, you know, the sixty seven referendum having only happened within five or so years. Um, you know, 50 years on, we're going through a new change mm -hmm. of Australia's national mm -hmm. identity. What role do you think art plays in the way that that conversation moves forward? It's a huge question. Sorry. No, no, that's fine, Rudy. Um, you know, it's a really good question. Like, we have been um, brought up to believe that our First Nations arts and culture that you need to specialise in a particular area. So, you know, oh, are you going to be a visual artist? Or, you know, are you going to be a dancer? Or are you going to, you know, be a musician? Um, are you going to, you know, be an orator? Um, you know, write stories. So we've got a Western system that already divides and categorises the way in which art is created and celebrated and sh shared. But for us as First Nation people, you know, our art and culture is integral to everything, right? It's integral to everything. And so, you know, it's only when the anthropologist came that said, oh, actually, this looks like an artefact. I'm going to take it back to the museum and we're going to put it in storage for 200 years, right? Because that's what culture is about. Or, you know, and very few people from the art gallery world went and looked at those same objects and said, oh, this is fine art. You know, they, they, they look at what we do and they divide it and they place it in different places. But for us, it's integral, it's holistic, you know. And yes, each one of us in our communities, our families before us, our ancestors, all had special roles to play. But when it was the time of fulfilling that obligation or being taught by that next generation um, and tutored, you're always taught and learnt within a holistic approach. So the politics was never separate from the ceremony. 
right? So let's make that clear. The art was never separated from the song or the dance. Like those designs were immediately connected to that song, connected to that dance, connected to that country, connected to those mob who had rights over it. It was all connected. So for me, bringing people together to talk is to say to our communities, this is always our holistic approach. And, you know, it sustained us. It ensured we flourished on this continent in such a sophisticated, brilliant, beautiful way. Excellence was daily, hourly, right? And and so it, this event is about coming together and, and saying, what is good and valuable for us? Yes, we operate in a Western world that see things in a particular way, but let's take heart and really draw from the strengths of our heritage and, and actually take great pride and comfort in it and relish it and make it own. And, you know, you would hear now within government the conversations around the creative industries, the creative economy, that, that you know, culture is everything. When you get culture right, then your health is, you know, your health and well-being, then, you know, you're productive. And it's like, have they just had that light bulb moment? <laughs> right. And if they did, let's jump at it, go straight away, because, you know, we, we were, our mob are the original creative industry, like, so our creativity isn't because, you know, we're focused on the product or the, the production, the end result. What we do and what we elevate and celebrate is our relationships and our process. And so, you know, we don't necessarily, we don't necessarily say, oh, I'm painting a painting because that is the one that, you know, um, I'm going to hang on on the wall. No, people are painting, painting, because that's their title, it's the country, that's their identity. The politics of asserting your identity in visual form is very much alive as it was tens of thousands of years as it is today. Hence the Bach petition is done with Dua and Yuracha Maltese. Hence the Bronga statement is surrounded by beautiful imagery dot paintings from the Western Desert and likewise the Uluru Statement from the Heart because the politics, the art, the ceremony, <laughs> the language, the country and the community are all together. And so just taking that moment to say, yeah, that's right, that's us, that's who we are um, and let's take great pride in that and, and, and really... Um, allow as many opportunities where if uncle wants to talk about repatriation, alongside auntie is just finished talking about the Uluru Statement from the heart. And if Minister Bernie's wanting to talk about a referendum, and, you know, if we have, you know, um, other, other young people playing and eating food outside about hip hop and, you know, importance of country, then yeah. That all makes sense. It's not why, or, but rather, yeah, why not? Francesca Cabillo speaking with me at Parumpa. I'm Rudy Bremer, and you're on RNOA. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations. 
live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.